Hello, everyone. How is everybody doing tonight? This is another episode of Beyond the Junkyard. And if you can't tell, we have a third person on the panel from the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast, my good friend and brother, We2Deep. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Appreciate you guys letting me finally show up here. And then, as always, and the you know what this is this is messed up. This guy got to go. This is messed up. There he goes. He has to be on top. He is the co-host of the show, K Dog. How is it going, my friend? Um. And that is trash. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, besides that, it, it's going well. How is how, how are we all doing? Good, 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 my friend. Uh, your internet reminded me of of this 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 uh, clip from Ring of Honor Final Battle. Uh, this is what Cody wanted to say to his internet. You must have bumped your fucking head, boy. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get going. If Does anybody know the significance of today's date, the 21st of December 2023? Pretty good significance. 90 days ago, I wish I had the Seth Rollins piece. But I don't have it on my computer. 90 days ago, WWE decided to say bye-bye, bitch, to about 13 or 14 different people. And then 90 days is up. And so we're going to spend the first part of this show talking about where we think some of these folks are going to go. Are they going to go anywhere? Will they continue wrestling? And then we'll end the show with the main the main part of what we wanted to talk about, which is Tony Khan and his lack of understanding of the women's division. And uh, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. If you were watching the live stream on YouTube, like my boy DJ Wavy D is, (laughs) Follow along in the chat, like he like he says. Uh, apparently, there was 58 people here like six minutes ago, but they thought the show was canceled. You can blame the, the ter- terrible internet out there in the middle of nowhere where Mister K Dog is is at um, for that terrible delay in time. But join us in the chat. Go to junkyardmediagroup.com. And we can, and you can look at the the blog post. Mine's the most recent and the best one on there, uh, if I do say it myself. And uh, you can listen to the audio version of this show and the audio version of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast, JunkyardMediaGroup.com, your one-stop shop for everything Junkyard Media Group. Let's get going. Let me pull up this list of people that. 
they are, I guess, officially our free agents now. We're going to pull it up from the greatest man of all time, the greatest wrestling journalist of all time, Sean Rock Sapp of Fightful.com. Shout out to Fightful's Patreon, the best five bucks in the industry, if I do dare say myself again. Wait not, a minute. Not, That's a whole bunch of cap. Fucking sucks as a as a bro- analyst. I can kick you off my show. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're gonna be like him and block too. everybody. I I feel it. All right, all right. Let's go through this list. The following former WWE talent have become free agents today. Let's go down this list one at a time, and each give our opinion on where. Everybody's going to go. If you're watching the live stream, feel free to comment your opinions in the chat, and we'll we'll plug them in as we can. Let's start with the top of the list. Nick Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler. Where does this man go? We'll start with our guest today. We too deep. Well, where he will go is uh... – the place that will offer him the most freedom to continue his comedy career um, and uh, to do whatever he wants. And uh, that will be um, tagging with his brother. Uh, I think this was pretty simple. I think we all saw this was coming. Uh, AEW or ROH. I don't, is there like a difference in the roster? Like where is Ryan Nemeth? Uh, wherever he is, that's where this where Nick is going. So, uh, yeah. the answer is no. Your AEW World Champion is your ROH Tag Team Champion. They're, they're, Tony's just hey. sent them everywhere. Maybe it's a sign because <clears throat> Ryan Nemeth was on Dynamite last night. Well, kind of. Given the uh, yeah. review of Aquaman. So, movie review guys nice. yes sir mr mr uh, mr k dog you follow suit with nick nemeth aew it would make sense it would um i think if it's not aew it's impact um but yeah i i, I think it's the writing is right there with this brother they get the help Nemeth, I don't know. Make it something, but yeah. I think AEW. I just got a... Uh, I don't know if it's copyrighted, but he, uh, Ziggler has been booked as from Hollywood, Florida for like the last 10 years. They could be the Hollywood Blondes. I don't know if that's copyrighted, but no. We can bring that team back. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if he's ever going to sign another big contract, but I do know that Nick Nemeth will be appearing on several dates in 2024 for a local North Carolina promotion, uh, AML. Um, I think long-term, he probably goes to AEW with his brother. I think that's that's fair. It will allow him to do um, his comedy stuff. It will allow him to work the independents. It will allow him to be on TV still. Um so, yeah, I guess we'll go three for three. Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth going 
to AEW. <clears throat> Got a comment here. Let's let's answer this question before I move on. Let me move this. Uh, I can't move that up. I'll move me up then. Here we go. Wavy D says after Diggler does a couple indie shows, he will return to the Royal Rumble. I don't know about that. First off, you just completely jacked up reading his comment. He asked a question. It wasn't a statement. He said, "He said, does he?" There ain't no question mark at the end of it. Sorry, so I read it as. But a the word "does" show up. It's a question. He has does a couple indie shows and gets his feet wet. Will he return to the Royal Rumble? No, he will return to the Royal Rumble. He will return. That it he, says he after Ziggler does a couple indie shows. After uh, Ziggler, so does. I'm the retard. You... Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the, where's it at? Throw it in there. This is why I don't do fan reaction on my show because I can't read. You must have bumped your fucking head, boy. <laughs> All right, moving forward. All right, moving forward. Mustafa Ali—that's his real name, I think, or somehow he's able to keep this name. Mustafa Ali—he put a video out this afternoon. It's the Wor- Mustafa Ali World Tour 2024, and he called out some pretty big names: Swerve Strickland, Will Osprey, Kuzeshko Okada, Speedball Mike Bailey—pretty big names in the industry. That he says they've destroyed the industry. They destroyed the sport. We'll start with my boy K-Dog on this one. Where does Ali end up? I think he's going to go to MLW. Um, you know, do, do, a, do a lot of videos, but maybe go to MLW um, or Impact. Um, I think that his... I wouldn't say from the you know go from the bottom back up, but I think he's going to do a lot of tours, maybe in Japan, <clears throat> Mexico, just Europe, all over the place, and start finding wherever you know allows him to give a a, a good presence and, and do a lot of creative flexibility. Most of all, those companies that are that are not WWE will let him do that, but I think Impact probably will give him or not, excuse me, Impact MLW will give him. Um, a good enough uh, showcase there to, to do what he would like to do. And my guy, we too deep. I know you're a big Mustafa Ali fan. No, you can stop lying. <laughs> um, well, Where first off, well, first off, he uh, he was my DoorDash driver today, so I had a Mustafa <laughs> drop off my food today. So I think I think that's no, uh, but in all seriousness, if he's going to call out Okada. He's going to call out Mike Bailey. This The answer is in the people he called out. It's, it's TNA. Uh, Mike Bailey is signed to TNA. TNA is, um, has, you know, is clearly um, trying to raise money to sign big names. Where they're going to get it for, I have no idea because uh, the fuck's his name? Uh, um, Callahan, Sammy Callahan just just uh, just quit because they didn't pay him for like three months. So where they're getting all this money from to to do all these big signings, I have no idea. 
Yeah, um, it, was, it was reported that they were offering a seven-figure contract for Punk. So I don't know. Is he, I have no idea where it's happening, but if that's who he's calling out, I think it's um, – is he still playing the politician role he started in NXT? Yeah, so that's kind of what I figured. Yeah, he's it's it's uh it's TNA. I have a controversial opinion on Mustafa Ali. I don't think, at least initially, give it six months. I don't think he. I think he's going to play Matt Cardona's role, where he's just going to be the indie king, the indie god. He's the the guy on the indie scene that he'll pop up on. Uh, he'll pop up at an MLW show occasionally, or he'll pop up at a TNA show occasionally, or he'll pop up at AEW, but he's not going to sign a long-term deal with anyone like Cardona does. And is, he's just going to just go to big indie events. He's He already has signed six shows today, been announced for six really big shows. He's fighting in a triple, a triple threat match, I think, at one show against Penta. And uh, El Ijo Vikingo, I think, is who he's fighting. Um, but you can you can check Sean Ross Sapp's Twitter account. I can. You. I'm blocked. Oh well. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all of the information is posted on X. I, I saw, but yeah, I I don't think he signs initially. I think he goes the route of I'm just going to run the indie scene like Matt Cardona, and uh, maybe at some point. If he wants to do the TV thing, his video self-promoted for six or however many hours it's been, nine hours, already over a million views in and of itself. He has the the appeal of the of the indie uh, indie fans that he doesn't need to go to a major network to get himself over. Um, he plays that Cardona role, in my opinion. Um, wrong sport, but roll tide. <laughs> Uh, this is a good one where uh, does Elias even wrestle anymore he did I think if he's the one of he might be one of the ones that show up at Royal Rumble this year I don't know if he has the draw that AEW or TNA or any of them would want want him there he might be one of the ones that there's going to be a couple that return back to to WWE at some point. I think Elias might be one of those. So, I mean, I think that if he could keep his gimmick, the drifter that perfectly here, it drifts to different companies, different promotions, indie scenes, and just shows up anywhere and everywhere. Kind of like what Jeff Jarrett did as the last outlaw, but now Jeff's AEW and a little sporadic stuff here and there. I think Elias could do that. Um, I think the gimmick was fine. I enjoyed the whole Elias, the drifter gimmick. Um, I think that AEW could use him well, so it could impact, but I, I don't know what the the gimmick would be. I don't know if you could keep that. You can't keep the Elias, I would assume. So, I mean, what are you going to call yourself that kind of fits along with that drifter role, that music mindset, if you're going to do that? But, um, yeah, I think he just he, – he, he, he keeps with the drifter theme. 
shows up at a bunch of different places. Um, I don't know if he'll have a true home for, for, for a bit. I think he'll just take his money in the Indies and a bunch of different places. Um, uh, I think this is actually pretty uh, simple. Um, it doesn't have to be the Elias name, but I, I'm, um, I'm pretty certain they didn't, uh, copyright his brother's name, Ezekiel. Now, what is, and I really, this is the question. What is the name of Jeff Jarrett's group? There isn't. There isn't a name. There's no name for it. He just is okay. Well, whatever the fuck it is, all Ezekiel wrestling is what it's going to be. See, J- Jason, see, J- yeah. Jason, Jason's got my my uh, my thing. There's not going to be a lot. But you don't. You don't. If you're Tony Khan, you you don't miss this opportunity. To, to do what they did with WWE did with the walk with Elias thing to bring him in and all uh, Ezekiel wrestling and, and you put it on a t-shirt. Is it going to sell? Probably. I mean, there are a lot of people who like him. Is he going to be, you know, over? No, but um, he never was over in WWE anyway. Um, and then what, what do you define as over? Like over as in writing wise or over as in fan wise? like major parts in any stories. I mean, the, but to me, I don't necessarily think fan reaction means you're over. It just means that fans like you, but if you're not important enough to be put on TV, then you're not over because it's the fans don't matter. It's the people who are booking you that you need to get yourself over with. That's just my take. I know that's a hot take in the, in the world of wrestling, but um, to me, this all culminates and this could be perfect. Cause I, there's a, there's a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of 2024 that goes by the name of Kevin Owens, who I don't believe resigns. And I think he does go and finishes his career in AEW. And you could, you could run that story in AEW where Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen walks in and the first person he meets is Ezekiel. And you can sort of, instead of just calling out WWE, you can play off one of their stories. That's how I would do it. Um, but but that would require you know critical thinking on the half of the booking team to 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 go that way. But you just don't you don't mess this up if you're Tony Khan. You have to sign Elias. I, I don't know. I, I'm more drawn. I think he's one of the ones that go back to WWE. Um, <clears throat> the next two, Eminem. I think that's what their team name is. It's M X M M N M. No, um, it's it's Maximum Male Models. You fool! On the indie scene, you motherfucker! They've already shown up other places. M M&M, M Mason Monsoor. <laughs> As Wavy D has said, they've made an appearance. They're going to wrestle at DPW Deadlock Pro Wrestling, based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. <clears throat> um. And, uh, yeah, I think they eventually end up um, – I could see them doing the Cardona thing in the, as the tag team division and just winning every indie, indie show's tag belt and be the – the uh, um, like Cardona did where he literally won, like, 12 indie championships on this one tour in 2023. 
Um, so I, I've never really watched them in WWE because WWE's product is kind of shit. So uh, yeah, Mason Monsoor. Uh, any idea where they go? So I got Probably a question. The same route. Yeah. My question is: Do we actually give a fuck? Um, <laughs> do we care? Like Monsoor could. Li- no one cares. So yeah, they're they're gonna stay in DPW or in the Indies because no one actually cares about them. So yeah, I mean yeah. they they're decent in the ring, but I mean, I, I doesn't hurt WWE that they lost these two. Saga. Big impact. They sign if they do sign somewhere. Probably just make an indie scene and if they. <laughs> Let me ask you another question. Better. Let me ask another question. Who ended up better, Mason Monsor leaving Maximum Male Models, or the fact that because they got released, they had to take that trash bag of a female, Maxine Dupree? First off, you you hush your gosh darn mouth. You're not gonna trash. Maxine Dupree. She's great. <laughs> she can't wrestle. God. <laughs> she can't wrestle. She is great. She is a well-loved member of the WWE universe, and you will not trash talk Maxine. Now let's move on to the uh, next one. Note, He's already. I think, uh, I think Matt Riddle will go to MLW. That's my guess. I was going to say, let's go ahead and just make this official Matt Riddle. I don't know if he signed like a long-term deal, but he at least is going to be in MLW for one show where King he fights uh, Kings of the Coliseum, where he fights, is it Jacob Fatu? Yes, sir. Yeah, Fatu. Um, and MLW, I want to see a match between Matt Riddle and the little Mexican jumping bean. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ain't nobody give a fuck about that motherfucker. Mike, Microman. Yeah, Microman. Oh that would be fun. God. Uh, so, this, so this is Matt Riddle's second tenure in MLW. I didn't know that until today. Apparently, he's had a match with Maxwell Jacob Friedman in MLW. So let's see how this one run, uh, um, goes so, away. We're, we're going to go to. No, one of my favorite all time. We're not going to miss it. We're not going to. We're not just going to skip over Matt Riddle because I have a proposition of what this is. And, and you talk about someone like Elias showing up at the Royal Rumble. I think Matt Riddle is going to show up at the Royal Rumble because MLW and WWE, I believe, are working together. That's just my proposition. And so Matt Riddle, I do believe, will be back in WWE. At some point, what gives you that year. precipice that they're working together? It's just a feeling. Just a feeling. I mean, there's no just a feeling correlation with this, though. There's been talks of WWE been trying to buy him for the last year and a half. So I think yeah, Ende- uh, I think Endeavor. See, will- that doesn't make sense because there's a lawsuit still out there. MLW and WWE. Is there, or is that just what's yet. being reported? It hasn't settled yet. I just, I'm just saying. I think this is one of those moves where, and and this match is perfect because you could have Randy Orton show up and and with and help his bro against the, a member of the Fatus right before Royal Rumble when they're going to have a match against the Bloodline and Randy Orton. It, it makes sense to me. 
I'll pay ten dollars if that's even a, or remotely a possibility. But now saying it's going to happen, very, but very you know, far fetched. It makes sense opinion. to me. Right. Anyway, let's just be honest. On no one should sign Matt Riddle because he's a piece of shit. But anyways, um, let's let's go on to again one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Um, somewhere Charlie Haas is preparing for a match, and they can tag team them back up in the world's greatest tag team can finish off their careers together. But uh, that's probably not going to happen. Um, we're. I think if there's one name on this list that is a guarantee to go to AEW, it's Shelton fucking Benjamin. He's AEW bound. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. probably does the whole, you know, the guy gets in, maybe gets a couple wins, but then just puts over a bunch of the, the newer talent. Um, just give him another. Yeah. Very big, very prominent veteran name win under their belt. Um, yeah, I could probably see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All elderly rustlings gonna add to their average age. Well, I wouldn't say all elderly, but our world champion's yeah, 23. Yeah, I... let's not talk about the tag team know. though, because they're in the 30s. The 30s is an average age for a wrestler. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, Roman Reigns is 41. Up. Uh, just saying. Anyways, yeah, Sean Benjamin's AEW bound. Let's let's kind of run through the rest of this list. Top dollar, he can go to the trash can. First um, off, pause. But pause. No. <laughs> pause. You ain't gonna trash dollar because ain't no one hotter than top dollar. Not nada. Well, he wasn't hotter in WWE. Nah. Uh-huh. Um. And, uh, so let's. Let's think about this. Think about this for a minute. MJF um, last night on Dynamite confronted Swerve Strickland. Com- said Swerve Strickland was the devil. What if? Because there's four. There's four members of these masked men are at mm-hmm. circle the ring. And the devil character. So five total characters. Mm-hmm. The mogul embassy is only Swerve, uh, Brian Cage, and then the Gates of Agony. I don't know their names. Um, they need one more. If Swerve is the devil, they need one more. Top Dalla shows up in AEW to join the mogul embassy and reunite with his boy Swerve Strickland. Maybe that's a possibility. I do know Top Dollar shows up in that wrestling promotion in North Carolina, AML as well. He was signed for a day or date or two this year. Um, I'm not a big fan of his, to be honest. But uh, what do y'all say? Um, he's going to do exactly what he did the last time he got released. He's going to work the indies. He's going to work on his rap music. And I think eventually... Uh, <laughs> Eventually he'll go to TNA. I, I do believe that. AJ that. Francis, former Washington, uh, well, at the time he played Redskin uh, and New York Giant and New England Patriot, and well, we can list a bunch of other teams he played on. Uh, I'll just but like he's been all over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he ends up at at TNA, uh, and they will pay a pretty penny for him to to come in. And yeah. 
Rick Boogs. Now, I saw a report earlier today, and I can't find an, any other source to corroborate this on, on another Discord that I'm in for the, the Triple Threat podcast. Um, some TikTokers um, that I joined on their, uh, their Discord group that said, Rick Boogs is, has signed a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I can't find any new source that can corroborate that. Where do you think Mr. Boogs shows up? JPW would be an interesting uh, place for him to go. Um, I could see that happening. Only if Shinsuke follows suit with him, right? Just kidding. Well, Shinsuke may have given him the uh, NJPW rub and given him in contact with him. Yeah. yeah. This, is an, this, show. this is a this is another one of on my lists where I wrote do do we actually care? Uh so next I thought Boogs was pretty over with the fans. No. Yeah, but he sucked everywhere else. <laughs> right. Fair enough. This one is a personal one for We Too Deep. He got to touch this lady's arm at WrestleMania access. Dana Brooke. Yes, she sir. Can go. She can go back to playing Miss Piggy on the side. On First the, off, on pause, the- pause. You can't. You, nah, you're not. You're not going to do that because you see. Not only did I get a picture with Dana Brooke, but I was the only one in the line that we stood in for an hour and a half that she called babe. So there's a personal relationship we have here. Uh, <laughs> and 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 no, uh, but see what where she's going is OnlyFans. <laughs> Either only fans collaborate with Mandy Rose, collaborate with Lacey Evans. Yeah. Um, if she really wants to wrestle, was well, she not a strong man before? Don't think... she, yeah, Did she, she not do the? Yeah, she was in a. Yeah, she. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably go back to bodybuilding if she if, if she has a heart for it. I don't think she does a whole lot of wrestling. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't think she's really that passionate to. to this is this is the Mandy to... Rose effect. This is the Mandy Rose effect. Yeah. Where I and I and I said this last year when Mandy got released, it's actually coming up on about a year ago. Um, that Mandy Rose and how popular her OnlyFans or her fan site, whatever it was when she first started, um, is going to convince a lot of women in the wrestling industry that they don't need to take bumps anymore to make money. And so, you know, you're gonna have the ones, uh, like you know, Cora Jade and Roxanne and those who like being, you know, like playing wrestler, but you're going to get the, the supermodel babes that, you know, they're, they're going to get their self over one or two years in the industry, get themselves known with the, with the marks of the, the fan base who will pay $15 a month to, to see the same shit you get on Instagram. And then, uh, then they're going to make their money. I mean, Chelsea Green did the same thing before she joined WWE, you know, Deanna does it. There's a lot of people who I believe in the next five or ten years, the women's scene is going to be completely different with a lot of women who retire because OnlyFans pays more. That's fair. Uh, Anything extra to add on Dana Brooke there, my friend? Nope. Nope. All right. Next, Aaliyah. This is an interesting picture. Um, I don't know if y'all pay attention to ROH, but Tony Khan had a special announcement tonight on tonight's episode. And I don't know why they advertised it, 
because ROH is taped. So this special special announcement was already known about um, a week ago. Um, Tony Khan has introduced a new ROH Women's Championship called the ROH Women's TV Championship. Holy shit. He, can we pause there for a minute? WWE, can you do the fucking same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think Aaliyah goes to AEW, but to do the ROH brand. The the women's wrestling in ROH is so much better than the women's wrestling on Dynamite or Rampage or Collision. I just don't have it in me to tune into Honor Club um, every fucking week to to watch a show that's taped and I can find the results a week before or a week after or whatnot. Um, so if we can just replace Rampage with Ring of Honor on Fridays... Maybe maybe the rating for that Friday slot would be better than 300000 But anyways, I think Aaliyah goes to join that Ring of Honor women's division that has Athena, Billy Starks, uh, Layla Hirsch, Nyla Rose, I think, is there full-time now. Um, Mar- you can Marina. add Aaliyah into that picture. And, is uh, Marina Shafir still there? Uh, yes, or, yeah. I believe. Yeah, she's in the ROH brand. Um, so... I like that women's division in ROH. I think Aaliyah, she's still kind of young and green, and she didn't really wrestle a lot in WWE, though she does hold the record for fastest win in WWE history. Um, and they didn't do nothing with that. Um, they made a T-shirt that she got hurt. <laughs> Fair. She won the um, women's tag team champions, which means absolutely jack shit, and then she got hurt. Fair enough. Aaliyah goes to ROH. Mm. Do you agree? Disagree? Yes, I'm gonna no, disagree with fans. that one. I, 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 I'm gonna disagree with that one. Uh, she either stays where she's been for the last like eight months and farms or horses that she that she has, or uh, I think if she does continue wrestling, it'll be the Indies. And and for some <clears> reason, <throat> I wrote women of wrestling. As for I see her, I just don't think that anyone really cares enough about her. Um, is that still a company? It is. It premieres on the CW every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, but, yeah, that or maybe TNA. I think TNA is going to go after a lot of these people, to be honest with you. Where they're getting the money from, again, I don't know. But... Yeah, she's young enough. She might be going to... It's perfect your craft or perfect or get better her craft. If we go to AEW, ROH, TNA, um, like I said, she's young enough. So hone the craft, get better with it, and then see. Uh, she's also another one. Though. She's also another one that could make millions of dollars on OnlyFans, though, if she wanted to. So fair enough. I got to answer this question in the chat by my guy, DJ Wavy D. Who are all these women you're naming? Let me go through them. Billy Stark, she's a 19-year-old phenom who Mid. should have won. Injured Britt Baker on her first night there. Mid. Athena, a.k.a. Ember Moon. Uh, mid. Great. Gr- the best thing about ROH right now. Ember Moon is a very, very talented. Greatest thing in ROH. I wish they... Yes. Put her in the AEW scene, and what they should have. She done drops the title. She will. But I don't. There's no. They haven't built anybody to beat her. She should have lost to Billy Starks 
on last Friday because the stipulation was if Billy Starks beat her, she left ROH forever, and then they bring her back to AEW, but they didn't pull the plug on it like they should have. Um, Just wait, patience, yeah, for patience. But anyways, yeah. So uh, um, Nyla Rose, you know who Nyla Rose is? She's the first ever or second ever, first ever. Rio was the first ever AEW Women's Champion. Yes, Rio was the first sec- ever. second ever AEW Women's Champion. Um, and Marina Shafir, she used to be in NXT. Uh, she's Roddy Strong's wife. Um, she said on on Twitter that Roddy also screams her name all the time. Uh, so, <clears throat> just how do you not even mention her entire relationship with Ronda Rousey that made her famous? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Dabo Kato, aka Commander Aziz, Daba Kato. Oh, see, that's I don't know who this guy is. I just know he's some big. He's tall the big dude. He was the big dude that uh, was the commander behind Nigerian Apollo Cruz. Oh, that shitty gimmick. <laughs> Can he be the uh, new commander's mascot? <laughs> I don't. Does he? Well, I don't know this guy. I, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't know this guy. Therefore, the I, only thing I, I know, know about him was like when they did that WWE Underground Monday Night Raw shit. Like that's where he got the Dabacado name. Uh, like he legit almost broke somebody's arm or something. I don't know. Um, that segment was the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, well, if, like you like, of- if you like WWE Underground, tune in to NXT on Tuesday as NXT Underground comes back with Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak. Well, I'm not oh, boy. But anyways, does he <laughs> does he join any company? No, I don't know where he goes. I this, don't know is, about- uh, this is the third superstar that I wrote, and in all caps, who the fuck cares? <laughs> We're gonna put the next two together because I think that that they go to the same. No, place. No, 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 no! You can't do that because I got a I got a proposition for you. Right, Riddick Moss. Um, I think he goes to AEW. He just has that look. That I think. Yeah, because they've definitely used Wardlow and Will Hobbs, which has the same look so well. Hey, look, they're getting staff, and Wardlow's getting getting a push in some capacity. So Wardlow's been used pretty well. Well, Hobbs has been hit or miss. Um, I think Riddick Moss joins the Arizona Cardinals. If you don't I'm know, sure. his brother is the uh, defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, so he'll I think be on he joins special teams. Okay. <laughs> He'll be on the staff somewhere. Uh, but in all honesty, I do agree with James. Him and Emma do go to the same place, but it's not AEW. It is TNA. I can see that for sure. Emma's um, going to go back to TNA? Yes. I can see that. Is she going to take if, the TNA was, Yes. If AEW was smart, they would get both of them. So Emma, they just need to build that women's division as much as possible. Because not only you can get these women, but you got to actually put them on damn TV for them to actually get over mm-hmm. and actually build a women's div- But we'll get to that here in a few minutes. Um, There's still another one. There's another one. We're going to talk about. I know the last one. I know the last one. We can. It, we'll, we'll talk. I, to be honest, I thought that was skanky, and I thought that was. <laughs> you know, um, 
the guy from uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, got already. Um, Brian Kendrick. Oh, who's Shanky? Who's Shanky? Shanky? Is that a mispronunciation? I don't know who Shanky is, but it's a fun name. Bro, Shanky's the the big tall motherfucker who used to dance with Jinder Mahal. See, now now all of a sudden it kills it because when I think of Shanky, I think of a skanky Brian Kendrick, <laughs> small guy that just gets thrown around like a Mikey no, Woodcock. No. He's like no, seven no, no, foot no. two. No, no, no. I... You don't need to be Shanky then unless he's a guy that just botches a lot. He does. <laughs> Okay, all right, that makes sense then. <laughs> which, uh, right. which is why Shanky. my. Hey, go ahead, go ahead. Go which ahead. is why my. No, I want to go last because I think this. I'm about to leave this episode, and I want to leave. I want to leave on a high note and make sure you guys get canceled before before I leave. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's part of the anyway. media group, so either way, someone's getting canceled. Right. You go first. All right. Uh. I don't think he goes anywhere. Maybe the indie scene, in a way, maybe he goes to AEW only because of this comment that I read today from Satnam Singh, where he says that AEW is going to start to infiltrate the Indian market with Satnam Singh, and, and maybe they could use someone like a Shanky. Um, but in and and because um, yeah, it worked so well for WWE. No, it works so well for TNA because that comes from Jeff Jarrett and the Rinka King bullshit that happened <laughs> ten years ago. Well, went absolutely maybe they nowhere. can partner uh, partner um, Satnam Singh with Shanky and the Bollywood Boys, and they can they can come Rinka up with... King two point This is exactly where it's going to go. It's going to be uh, called Kakin Ring or some shit, and it's and then oh they can bring God, in Mahabali Shira. And Rob, I tried my statement. AEW is not WCW 2.5, it's TNA (laughs) 2.0. If they do that, it's gonna be TNA 2.0. But what is funny, if you paid attention to Sean Ross Hap's Twitter account, I can't, I'm blocked. He wants a match with Shanky. (laughs) And I say. Sign the contract. I want Shanky versus Sean Ross Sapp. Put it the main event of WrestleMania 40. Anyway. The quote of phrase from Tony Schiavone, that'll put butts in the seats. <laughs> with that, with that, with that, I'm going to leave you guys with my prediction. And uh, I need to get the beat button ready, don't I? No. Um, Shanky will, uh, be, will be saying the following words. Thank you for calling Tech Support. <laughs> oh, God. We have released, Randall. Uh, we should do <laughs> media release contract here. He is free to join any media group such as he pleases. Uh, we would like to thank him for all of his contributions and wish him well on all of his future endeavors. Um. You can leave. Well, if he can fix the Wi-Fi here, I mean, I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to play into it. Hmm. Well, with that, that was fun. All right, yo, thank you, my friend. You should come back some other time. If I end, um, if I hit end here, it's not going to end the whole call, will it? No. I just end the call. <laughs> that would suck really badly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Thank you for coming on, Let's... sir. It was fun doing that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> we just lost off the 7-Eleven viewers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, uh, listen, I got a great relationship with 7-Eleven. I go there at least once a month for coffee. We're fine. They're, so, so, I'll, they're I'll, so good. I'll, I'll move them over. We'll be fine. <laughs> now that he's gone, let's get to our main event. That went a lot longer than I really wanted to talk about the, the, that part of the show. So let's kind of make this <laughs> talk about the women's division, the main event, but let's keep it to like a 20-minute time limit, like last night's main event. Um, which, by the way, shocked John Moxley lost clean. Not going to lie to you. Um, Weird booking, in my opinion, but it, it, it does set up a really interesting triple threat. Looking forward to it. Continental Classic has been probably one of the better things in the wrestling life. It's been very, very fun. Very good. The wrestling has been great. Um, Jay Lethal's 0-5. I feel bad for him, but, I mean, somebody had to be Mark Briscoe, right? Or no, wait, Mark Briscoe beat him, so never mind. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but the women's division... We've been talking about this for, it seems like, since the inception of AEW. And then when we get a merch shop up, maybe we have to put a Let the Women Wrestle t-shirt on there. <laughs> um, maybe. Let them wrestle. Let me tell you something. I watched Final Battle, and I saw when Tony Khan allows the women to actually perform, what... AEW's women's division could be. AEW's women's division has put on some really, actually really good matches. Um, I, I lean back to some of the street fights with Anna Jay and Ty Mello and was it the Bunny and Pellinelli before it, I think they were fighting. Uh, yep. The t- Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker feud was fantastic. Um, yep. Jamie Hayter and... Tony Storm, I think it was, had a good match. Yeah, we hated almost anybody, but yeah, definitely right. Tony Storm. Um, the the thing with Tony Storm and her her new gimmick now is actually pretty entertaining. I laughed my ass off yesterday when she, she called Taz uh, the human the human duplex machine. machine. Uh, that that, that got me to pop. That was phenomenal. Um, and uh, they have the pieces. They have the pieces. They just need the time. I'm sick and tired of every time the card is announced for a dynamite or a collision that we get one wrestling match for the women with maybe in a backstage segment somewhere sprinkled in. Just so tired of it. We need a lot of these women haven't been in front of a live TV audience for a long period of time. They need they need the work. They need to shine. They need to be able to do their thing. Um, I mentioned earlier that they should take Rampage and make it ROH, and and more. Uh, I honestly, that would be great, but I want ROH to have their own segment somewhere else in the industry. They need to take that Rampage moniker and let the damn women have the full hour of Rampage. Do something different with that hour. There's not a lot of people that view it anyway, so you can experiment with the women's division there. They're, we're reusing the same people again for the for the the main title scene as we saw last last night, where Riho gets another title opportunity. And as much as I love Riho, I love her. I think she's really a, a, a very good baby face, um, David versus Goliath style wrestler because of her size and her ability to just perform at that level. Um, but damn it. She's been in the title scene so many times already, and you have women like Anna Jay 
and uh, I don't know, just start naming off a bunch of these like mid card women. Anna J is the one that pops the most to me. Sky Blue, Julia Hart, that Willow Nightingale, they, Willow. They get they get time, but nothing really comes out of their stories. And yet, Tony Storms in the title scene. It seems like all the time. I know when Jamie Hayter comes back, she'll be back in the title scene. When Britt Baker's back on TV, she'll probably be back in the title scene. Um, and so, I don't I don't see where this where they can expand the women's division and build it into something because I think on paper they have the best division on paper. They have the most talented women's division of any. Any roster. I think they can compete with WWE. But the execution of the division, and this goes on Tony Khan. I, I love Tony Khan. I think what he's done with AEW is great. This goes to him. He's not executing this women's division correctly. I don't know if he just doesn't care about the women's division or what. But I don't know. What do you think, my friend? I'll let you speak. Before I get to that, we have breaking news. Um Alex Ovechkin is finally scored a goal. Oh, thank God. <laughs> got the overtime game winner. Back-to-back nights capped overtime and won in overtime. But uh, Ovechkin got goal number 828 tonight. And that's his sixth goal of the season, I believe. Hopefully that sparks him, especially an overtime goal, big goal. Hopefully that propels him to score more. Just 67 goals to Pat Gretzky. It seems like not a lot, but this season has not gone very But anyways, OB goal and OB time. Um for most people, they're like, "What the hell is that? What's, what, who are you talking about?" But for us big <laughs> Capitals fans here, that's that's something we needed to hear. What's so best can actually score a goal again? Anyways, <clears throat> it's because oh, I wore the shirt. Yeah, buddy, there it is. <laughs> I wore a jersey all day today. So, um, there. Um, it's a problem. For four years, we have said that. If only AEW could put more time and effort into the women's division. If only AEW could put more time and effort into the women's division. It's fierce. I mean, you signed all these great talent. Athena, Ruby Soho, Tony Storm. I mean, at what point do we go from if to just do it? Just do it. Mm -hmm. You guys had the best tag team division in the world. Taking a backseat a little bit, still got some great pieces in the division, but that happens in wrestling. The ebbs and flows happen where you have a great division. Either you lose talent or lose a little bit of steam, and then maybe it'll come back up again. We haven't had a peak in the women's division yet because they just don't get enough time. There was a pay-per-view, and I, and I hate the fact that I've, I I don't remember it, but I think I have long COVID, and maybe that happened. I don't know. messed up my memory. <laughs> there was a pay-per-view that had, they had two women's matches on it. I don't know if it was all in London. I don't know if it was all out, if it was double or nothing. There was a time that they had two women's matches on the card, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And there was a point in time where they were really starting to get something good, where there was a couple of different storylines going on between the TBS championship, the women's championship, a couple of tag team things were going on. It was working. It was, it was making a lot of sense. The outcasts were just becoming a thing. It was making sense. Um, and then, you know, Ruby Britt, Jamie, uh, or not Ruby Britt, Britt, Jamie, um, those gals were, were starting to make a faction a little bit, and they were starting to get together. And I think AEW is, is more of a Japanese-style mixing with a little bit of the indies and very little sports entertainment to make this alternative. 
and they love factions. And factions aren't a problem. That's mostly New Japan, and that's that's mostly Japanese wrestling because that's just how they do things over there. And I'm not against that. But we've got to just... You have a lot of male talent. I get it. But my goodness, you have a lot of female talent too. And one match, and possibly a backstage segment, and just a recap of what happened on Collision, doesn't do it, man. It, it, it doesn't do it. I mean... This factors in a little bit of it, but last couple weeks, I took this off of um, X, and I hate the fact that I forgot the account's name. Uh, it, 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 this account usually breaks down the amount of minutes of wrestling that each um, uh, show has in a week, and then breaks down how many women's matches the minutes they had in that week. December 10th, Raw led the charge with 17 minutes of women's wrestling on their show. 17 minutes in a three-hour time slot is not good, but AEW Collision had 10 minutes and Dynamite had nine. So they only had 19 minutes between four hours, only two minutes more than one Monday Night Raw. Um, that's just not good enough. And then this, uh, not last night, but the week before, Collision had 12 minutes, Dynamite had nine minutes. So that's consistent. Nine minutes for Dynamite last week, nine minutes this week. Um. That's just not good enough. That's not good enough. Um, if you could put one segment, maybe your world your world champion, if you could sprinkle in the TBS champion, because I'm such a sucker and believe that the TBS champion should be on TBS, the TNT champion should be on TNT. I don't know. that. Maybe that's just me. That just thinks that. Put them both on TV, just like your tag team champions. Ricky Sarks and Big Bill should not be on solely on collision. They need to be on dynamite. They're your world tag team champions. They're the AEW world tag team champions. They're not the AEW TNT tag team champions. They are the world tag team champions. They're supposed to be on both shows. That's where you have specific title brands for different brands. The SmackDown Women's Champion, the Raw Women's Champion. Anyways, you got this roster. You just got to build it. Get stories. We know these guys, these gals can go. They can go. Mm-hmm. They've done a great job with Julia Hart's transformation, both in-ring and character-wise. She's been an amazing transformation over the last two years. Sky Blue's coming to her own. Still think her gimmick's wonky, but she's good in the ring. She's get better. Willow Nightingale, that is a heel true and through, but yet they just haven't pulled the plug on it. Um, and then you've got the, the veterans with Tony Storm, Soraya, Ruby Soho. Athena, um, there's no reason why these women shouldn't be getting enough time in five between Rampage, Collision, and Dynamite. That you can only give them one segment per show. Just make Rampage the all-women show if you want to. Make Collision half of, of the show women's thing. I mean, there's opportunities there. You got to do it. Just do it. And, and most of the time, the women's segments are the highest rated segments. Whatever reason funny that be, you mentioned some... that. Funny, funny yeah. that you mentioned the, the ratings. I I have proof. Uh, one of my favorite wrestling accounts, um, Jack Cassidy on, on X, he tweeted out the hour quarter hour breakdown of Collision last week. Two women's matches. They peaked right here. They both. Those segments peaked, and you can't really read it, and I can't really zoom in. 
But the the first the first segment was the Abaddon versus um which you fight Julia Hart match. I think it would it was what it was where um it, I think what's her name? Sky no, Blue finally turned. versus uh Sky Blue Julia didn't wrestle. Sky Blue, yeah. Okay, so Scabadon, Abaddon fought Sky Blue. Julia Hart came down to help Sky Blue, and then Thunder Rosa came out to help Abaddon. That's a weird pairing, but anyways, that that peaked the entire show. And then the Valley, and then the Chris Statlander and Mercedes Martinez street fight peaked back up at the end there. I, I'm I, AEW fans, and let me let me pull that back down. AEW fans want women's wrestling. The hardcore wrestling fans love women's wrestling. It might not be the greatest thing for the so-called casual audience, but as we've stated here several times, AEW is not a a show for casual wrestling fans. It's not, and it's never going to be. And I don't know who's in Tony's ear talking about this women's division, but you have the talent. Like you have Billy Starks, who at 19 years old, I think you could, if you pushed her properly, could be the biggest Sorry. women's re- wrestler in the entire. You got it wrong. It was, it was Abaddon versus Jasmine Allure. Continue though. That's right, Jasmine Allure. I should have known that. And My where fault. to? Fall... Anyways, yeah, Jasmine Allure versus Abaddon. Then where the hell did? Maybe I wasn't paying attention to the no, whole Sky Blue and, and Julia Hart were both there. They attacked Abaddon after the match, and that's when Rosa came up to save Abaddon. Okay. But anyways, besides the point, you, you have you have the roster. And I know I know like here's the main roster for WWE that I was aware, I'm well aware of the roster. Bianca, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Rhea, great roster. Really good roster in WWE. Why? Because all of those women get their opportunities. On paper, I think AEW's roster is at least equal to that roster if they get the opportunities. Britt, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, um, when she gets back from, from injury. Chris Statlander is fucking phenomenal. Um, Orange Cassidy defends his title all the damn time. Why can't Chris Statlander defend her title more than... She's doing backstage segments with the best friends when she hasn't really been a part of the best friends for, for the last six months. Um, again, I guess it's that faction thing. I don't know. Anna J. She's ta- not. She's not the champion anymore. That's right. That's right. She lost her belt to Julia. Julia. Then what, why? Still- why is Julia? Why is Julia not defending the belt? Like I get the mystique of the whole dark uh, house of black thing with her, but like. Those those titles are supposed to be the titles that get defended on on weekly television, not not the tag titles, not the world titles. That's those are big prizes. Though the workhorse champions, like you said, they should be on TNT or TBS, being defended more frequently. Um, uh, but like Anna J, I don't know what she's doing because she seems to be bouncing around between faction to faction. Um, I don't know. I, I think she needs a singles push or a tag push when Tay Mello gets recovered from her, her um, and ready to come back to work from her pregnancy. They have the roster. 
And I think they're going to add more women to that roster. Deanna Perazzo, though it, it's hinted that she may be returning to WWE. I don't think she does because especially if the report is true that Sasha Banks is going back to WWE and she's asking for more money than Charlotte Flair. I don't think they pay both of them the big money. Deanna Perazzo, she stays. I think she can go to AEW. And there's a good chance, I think, that Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet can go to AEW as well. And it would have been a great thing if you could have kept Willow Nightingale hot and you could have had Mercedes Monet attack Willow Nightingale for injuring her in the first place. But they just kind of let Willow Nightingale freeze out and she's not even really on TV much anymore. It's just, I, I love women wrestling. Um, and the women that we have in AEW are some of the best in the world. It's just it's really frustrating to see the potential that this division has. And for four years, it's just not like they were great for a long time and then they just started not being great. It's been four consecutive years of just mediocre women's wrestling from the booking another, standard. Another thing not that I – infuriates me. I hate to cut you off of that. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're good. The thing that infuriates the piss out of me is when some of these gals that take a long hiatus and then come back and then just get thrusted to the top of the scene. Riho does not, I'm sorry, right. Riho does not need to be again, thrusted into the women's world title. I know that she's a former world champion, but just because you were gone for four, five, six, seven months and then all of a sudden you reappear, you're all of a sudden thrusted back into the title scene. What about all the other girls? I mean, I don't understand some of the world title matches that they get and they put them on weekly television shows. The TBS championship, that's one thing. I feel that's a TV title that should be defended, workhorse title. The world title, the women's world title, build up the fuse, build up the storylines for your pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Automatically, when Riho comes back and attacks or goes after Tony Storm, naturally you're thinking, hmm, World's End is in a few weeks, so that's, that's automatically going to be the women's world title match. Yet they thrusted her and Soraya together for the women's number one contendership in a very lackluster match, in my opinion. Yeah, Soraya yeah. pretty much almost got squashed. And it's mm-hmm. like, what's the deal with this? Why? Why? We already knew that Rio was going to be the, the number one contender. As far as I know, there wasn't any real precipice for why Soraya was in the match to begin with. And yet they, they, they so, stood together. I think they were trying to tell the story of Rio got hurt by Ruby Soho and the Outcast months ago. And now she's back. And so she beat Ruby Soho on Rampage, I think is what it was, last week. Now she beat Soraya, and now she's going to be able to fight Tony Stone for the world title. But it doesn't make sense because the outcasts don't exist anymore, at least in any form of anything. And Tony Storm, even if she if it did exist, she's not part of that anymore. So it from a storyline perspective, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and no. you could have used this to push someone, someone new who hasn't been in the world title title seat uh, on the on the uh, um, the men's side. The men's world championship picture is fantastic. It's it's great. We're getting new storylines. MJF is a part of a lot of storylines. I don't. I I just don't get why we can't have multiple storylines lead up to some precipice or some order. Like we could kind of print out who the next two or three men are for the world championship based off the storylines that they're telling. Like we pretty, pretty sure Samoa Joe could win 
in a couple weeks. Swerve is going to be in that title picture. Hangman could be in that title picture. Osprey could be in that title picture. Wardlow. Wardlow is obviously looking for some form of revenge of MJF. But then you look at the women's scene and you're like, I have no idea. It's it's Tony Storm. She's the hot thing. And then I think eventually that leads to Mariah May versus Tony Storm. But when does that happen? And then in the meantime, can we push another lady who hasn't had main event time? That's why when Britt Baker was complaining that she hasn't had a whole bunch of time in 2023, I didn't really take that seriously because from 2019 until then, she's had 95% of the TV time on AEW for the women's division. And so I, I, I need, think, I, I need something more. I need something more. No, I just I hate the one segment a week. I think this was a great well, – I hate the fact that I didn't screenshot it or even send it to you to put it up here. Somebody put out a tweet, and it was actually a poll, and it said, should AEW do a – I voted yes, and not to create the competition aspect of it, but to showcase more of the roster on different shows. Collision's already not getting 500,000 people to watch it. Just put the brand split over there. You had it already with Punk and FTR and a few other people, so just do the same thing and then just leave some of the people over there. But if you have champions, tag team titles, international, women's world, the world championship, they go between both shows. But the TBS, TNT, mm-hmm. leave them there. And then create some other people to go to those shows so it builds them up. Well, before before they do a brand split of the AEW shows, we need to make sure that there's a brand split of AEW and ROH first because the interlapping of everything there makes it even more convoluted because we're getting next week on Dynamite, and I I love MJF. Don't get me wrong. I love MJF. But next week we're, we're supposedly getting a ROH tag title match. And for what reason? That should be on ROH. And I get it. They're pushing the devil storyline a little bit more. But why are they fighting for the ROH title on an AEW branded show? I I can't stand that. And it, yep. that you take away time that you could give to some other storyline doing doing that way. Or, or pushing the AEW world title match against Samoa Joe more so than having them tag up together. And I, I get the whole storyline that Joe wants to be MJF's bodyguard so that he can be fresh going into the match. He wants the best MJF. So when he beats them, there's no excuse. I, I get that. But why are we pushing an ROH storyline on an AEW show? Totally agree. Totally agree. That convolutes things and it just doesn't uh, makes up to where the other opportunities don't exist from, from other different either talent or divisions, unlike the right. division, unfortunately. And so, Tony Khan, we just we love your show. We're going to be at Revolution in March. We're going to be at Collision in, what, two? Three two weeks, two weeks. weeks. Three, two, three weeks. We're going to be at that show. And uh, we love you, but we need this women's division to actually mean something. Because right now it, doesn't, it just kind of feels like the sideshow. It kind of feels like what the WWE women's division was 
in like 2014 when like Summer Ray was getting TV time with <laughs> some with Alicia Fox, you know, um, and, and then that women's revolution hit. And now the women's division can compete with the men's division, I think, in, in, in WWE. And I know it can ha- the same can be said of AEW. We just need to take the women's division more seriously. Speaking of world, like even Billy Sarge to show that they can main event a pay per view. You've had women's matches, main event, dynamite. It can happen, and, and it, it's shown that it can work. You just got to put the time and effort into it. I mean, I, I don't understand. I just feel like there's such a misconnect there, and, and they can do such a better job. Right. I agree completely. Um, speaking of World's End, next week's episode, guys, we're going to hopefully pretty quickly, around an hour or so, break down the suspected card. Tony Khan loves to play this game of the night or the day before of the pay-per-view he'll throw like three extra matches on some on the pre-show so we might not get the full card um but what's available at the time we'll we'll kind of dive into it give our opinions on where the stories may lead um hopefully next week we have some sort of semblance of who the fuck the devil is we'll talk about that on the show next week it's the world's end preview show maybe a couple other extra things added I can't wait to talk about that. I, I think we're going to start kind of to do some, some, some of the bigger AEW, maybe some WWE pay-per-views, like a WrestleMania or whatnot, Royal Rumble. Um, we will preview those shows and uh, give our thoughts before they happen. Um, but until next time, guys, I appreciate you if, if you stayed and listened to us ramble on about pro wrestling for an hour and ten minutes. But until next week. See ya beyond the yard.